Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Faith in $5. $5, six countries, four months, and a one-way ticket to southern Russia. This is a book about faith, obedience, and miracles by Jonathan Nowlin. I hope you enjoy this reading of Faith in $5. Chapter 14, $5. Mike and I attended the conference as planned. Before the day of the conference was over, the Lord's reasons for so strongly directing us to participate became clear. The nexus of speaking topics focused significant emphasis on the recent immigration of thousands of Eastern European Jews to Israel. These immigrants were uprooted Russians and Ukrainians, etc., who suddenly found themselves relocated in Israel, but were still very much defined by their home cultures. During the course of the event, God gave me clear instructions and a vision to return to Israel in the future to organize discipleship youth programs similar to those we had recently conducted in the former Soviet Union. Sometimes you don't find out the why of a situation until you obey. If you find yourself continually questioning the Lord about His leading in your life, demanding to know the details and to know why, You will silence that still small voice in your heart. How does the verse from the old hymn go? Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When our first response to the quiet leading of the Lord is to pepper Him with questions and clarifications, it often is a sign that we do not actually trust Him. Not trusting the Lord is an indictment of His character. When we sense the leading of the Lord and we question or reason against it, we are often saying in our hearts, I don't believe that you have my highest and best in mind, and I'm not going to do this until I'm convinced that you are actually good, loving, and trustworthy. Relating to God in this way will not produce a deep and loving closeness in which the Lord will share the secrets of his heart with you. Do you want to know what God thinks? Do you want to become familiar with the ways of God? Then trust and obey. Trust that He is who He says He is in His Word, and trust Him in the small things so that He can entrust you with the large things in His world. Mike and I packed up our few belongings and headed back to England after the conference was over. Once again, I was completely broke and was grateful to be able to hitch a ride with a van load of people going from the conference to the airport in Tel Aviv. Now, I was a sight to see at this point in my journey. I had long surfer hair that had grown down to my shoulders, and my clothes were ragged and worn out. The only shoes I had were an old pair of hiking boots that I had miraculously found in a market in Russia after my first pair of boots wore out. I looked a lot like a stereotypical homeless guy. I had learned over the years that this kind of appearance does not win any favors when going through customs and security in airports. 
Therefore, our strategy was to bring along one pair of dress pants and a dress shirt, to be reserved only for traveling in and out of Western airports. When I was in Russia, no one ever noticed or cared what I looked like, but this was not the case in Israel and England, so we did our best to get dressed up and make ourselves presentable. We passed through security at the airport and found our way to the boarding gate. I was adjusting my carry-on and looking for something in my pockets when suddenly, in the front left pocket of my dress pants, I came across a folded-up $5 bill. Now, I hadn't worn these pants since we left the USA over four months ago, and I had never thought to check these pockets over the past four months. As I pulled out the $5 bill and carefully unfolded it, the Lord clearly spoke to me and said, See, you didn't even need the money you had. When I left the USA, this was all the money I had on hand to last me through the entire four-month assignment. God made it clear to me that when I was acting in complete obedience and trust, I didn't even need this. I just about jumped up and down as I showed Mike my discovery and told him what the Lord had said. What are you going to do with it? Mike asked. It was as if we had found a bar of gold instead of five dollars. I don't know, I said. This five dollars had taken on kind of a mystical significance in the light of the experiences of the last four months. After a graciously uneventful flight back to London, we arrived at Heathrow Airport and called Mike's mom for a ride. All I could think about was that I loved coffee and we had been mostly coffee-deprived during the past four months, due either to general lack of availability or lack of money. So while we waited for Mike's mom to arrive and take us to their home in Ipswich, Mike and I found a small airport cafe and used the $5 to buy two cups of coffee. What a life-altering adventure. This experience changed everything. I have never again been satisfied with anything average in my walk with God. I knew that God had taken me on this assignment to test my trust in Him and to build foundations for many adventures that were to come. One of the most distinct changes I saw in myself became apparent while at Mike's home in Ipswich. One day, Five or so of his older brother's friends from university cornered me in the living room. They had heard about the nature of our trip, and they knew of our faith in God. These students were atheists, studying at top universities in England. Not only were they hostile to Christianity, but they also wanted to drag me into a debate about philosophy to attempt to disprove my notions of God. I did not have answers at that time in my life for all of their philosophical contentions, so when they confronted me, demanding that I somehow prove the existence of God, I found myself overcoming by the word of my testimony. This was the first time that I suddenly found myself sharing this very story in unified detail. These young men, who were initially argumentative and arrogant, sat with their mouths literally hanging open as I shared for over half an hour. When I was done, they looked around at each other in disbelief and shock. One of them finally spoke up and said, Well, obviously it works for you. That was the last time they tried to talk to me about religion. This was also where I realized the power and the truth of what the Bible talks about when it says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. Revelation 12.11 If you don't have a testimony, then get one. 
Ask God to lead you into the waters of impossibility to do something that cannot be done unless God does it through you. Don't settle for anything less in life. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.